everybody. This is Belgariad and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. Welcome to season three, episode 14. This season, we're reading book three, Magician's Gambit. And today we're diving into chapter 13. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I'm the director of Goddess Kindled Universe, a women's fiction author and a podcaster. And I'm here with my delightful partner, Alicia. Hi. Good to be back, guys. Um, yes, I'm Alicia Seymour, fantasy author. And I guess I am also a podcaster. <laughs> so, yeah. I was trying to refocus this week and I was saying to my wife, I write books and I podcast. I'm a writer and a podcaster. I'm a writer and a podcaster. I like uh, chanting this at breakfast. I'm a writer and a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah. I listened to an episode of, with, uh, what's her name? Joanna Penn. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know her, if you like her. Or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are. So she was talking about, because she's really a successful self-published author, and she was talking about how she created that simply by writing her books and publishing her books. Yep, and podcasting. And she started the podcast, and then it was writing, publishing, podcasting, writing, publishing. And she's like, I literally just did that for like 15 That's years. That's where I got it from. <laughs> That's exactly where I got it from. She, I, saw, I listened to, to that episode of the boys' podcast, the boys' new podcast. Oh, you did? That's yeah. where I heard it too. And... um the the boys the the story studio story studio yes sterling and stone mm -hmm. and um yeah and i'm like that's exactly what i need to just whittle i need to just shed all of the crap that i keep all shiny like like one of the guys like you they do all the shinies like oh shiny oh shiny oh i could do that too and i could oh i could build this in instead yeah. of just going write my stories do my podcast write my stories do my podcast because i've been doing this i'm not even going to say how many years i've been doing this because there are other people who've been doing this for the same number of years and they now have solid careers paying for houses paying for holidays paying for their lives with their work writing and podcasting or just mm -hmm. writing but the same amount of time that I've been in this bloody business and I've tried all of the different things because right. I wanted to and it looked interesting and it sounded fun yeah, yeah I did that too <laughs> uh but yeah now we know right yeah now we know. oh that no maybe simple. I'll just get back into therapy I'll, I'll get back into co coaching and counseling and therapy again I'll do that for a bit I spent like almost a whole year getting back into that I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Sandra, what are you doing? Yes. I understand that pattern well. <laughs> so, do you want to share your week first? No. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So, my potion in Polgar's cup this week is sweet black tea with milk. Um, I've been really scattered this week and um, just kind of feeling lost. Maybe I even started feeling a bit out of my depth with the Excel project that I'm working on, 
which is really, really difficult for me to admit that I might be out of my depth with something. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the thing is, I found out uh, last week that my brother had been involved in a really serious accident. And he's stable, but he's in the hospital. He's a, he's a, he paraglides and the wing collapsed and he fell about 10 metres. And um, he's anyway, he ended up in the spinal unit with fractured vertebrae, four fractured vertebrae and other, you know, several broken ribs and stuff. Yeah. And so he's stable, but in obviously a lot of pain. And so that happened and it kind of took me a while to have the thought, oh, my brother almost died. And I didn't stay in that thought. I just popped right out of that thought because I just don't have the emotional, emotional robustness to deal with that at the moment with all this other stuff that I'm still, you know, trying to process around feeling like it's okay that I don't know everything. And so there's all of this self-worth stuff. And I probably don't want to go into the thing with my brother because I'm so far away and I don't want, I'm a bit scared, I think, to activate those feelings of, oh, I just got shivers here. I really don't want to do it. I don't want to activate those feelings of guilt associated with leaving my family. I'm the mm -hmm. oldest of five kids. We were a very close family until I fucking broke it all by leaving. Anyway, so let's not talk about that. If you've been a listener of the podcast this long, you already know. Yeah, so it's been a, a really kind of... Uh, I haven't been able to focus and um, um, just scattered and upset. And I noticed yeah. today that when I was sitting here, like the inside of me feels trembly, but when I sit here... And just try and be still my whole body kind of rocks as my heart beats like I just, it's and I can't decide whether it's comforting or alarming <laughs> this this um this motion but it's really really deep and um I just only notice it every now and then not very often only a few times but um <clears throat> yeah so yeah. it's been a week yeah, that's a lot to go through, you know. And I still, I feel that it would be a good, when you're in a safe space and you know you're going to have time to let that release, you know, so that the body oh, can, yeah. like, stop. Oh, yeah, it, it. It, that's, it, that does feel like I'm holding on, like I'm clenching. Like it's, mm -hmm. wants to... And be kind to yourself when you do that it is not really you didn't break the family you just did what you had to do yeah, I know. you know i know and, and i am you I'm probably hold more guilt than any of them even hold over you oh of course of course <laughs> of course uh, i am doing a lot of drawing i'm doing a lot yeah. of drawing um that's good this, i've started mm -hmm. a new project yes uh, 20 21 days uh our neurographica big transformation kind of 21 days just doing a little just a little drawing every day to process um 
judgment of self. Mm, that's good. Yeah. We'll see how that goes by the end. Yeah, so. This will be an interesting month. Let's see if I'm still uh, all together at the end of it. Yeah. Has well, we're all here for you. Oh, thank you. I know it. I really know it. I feel yeah. supported here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see your potion. Um, my potion. I, uh, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> with the- <laughs> And I was thinking like sprinkling it with like, if I could sprinkle it with patience, I would mm-hmm. do so because I was trying to stay away from wine. So I, but I still needed something as I was going through some of these and I, we've had this whiskey here forever and like he was never using it. So I just started one day and like, I'd never tried it. And I was like, it's actually not too bad. And I just did tiny, tiny, not even really a shot's worth usually. And that's all I need is just like kind of like zaps me and Mm-hmm. helps in some way so because this week I've, I've still felt challenged a lot about um, the stuff I was talking about in previous weeks it's a lot of spiritual stuff some personal stuff um, but like those dark thoughts man they they are still trying to creep but they creep in now and they're stronger than ever and I don't know if that's because I've gotten so good at like not allowing them to be there most of the time that when they do come it's just kind of like oh my gosh that's heavy you know mm-hmm. whereas before i just lived there all the time that's just how i live so that's a really interesting <clears throat> um uh awareness yeah yeah i'm not even sure how i came to that but you know i just started feeling it did because when i get into those places and everything just starts going down i'm like oh man this doesn't feel good yeah. And I would just breathe. And like you say, I would be aware just, and I would make sure I wasn't doing anything unless I absolutely needed to. Like if I'm here alone, then I would just stop and go mm-hmm. sit outside and like cry or meditate, whatever I needed to do, just stare at the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started feeling like it was my, like it's, cause so many times I saw like, it's like kind of feels like I'm dying in those moments. Mm-hmm. And now I can see that it is like, I've read about this a lot too. And I think I'm going through it at the moment. My old self is dying, mm-hmm. like just on not my actual body or anything like that, but on the spiritual level of your self, like the self you constructed your whole life that isn't even real. Yep. That self is dying right now. And so I'm, I'm mourning it. Yes. I think that, I think that's what I'm doing is it's I'm mourning when I feel all that. Yes. Or I feel the dark thoughts, but understand they're not mine anymore. And I'm kind of like, but I don't know what to do with that. If they're not mine. Why, you know, so I, um, well, you're so doing I've exactly been... what you're doing exactly the right thing with them. You're acknowledging them. Yeah. Sitting with them. Yeah. And grieving them and letting them go so they can go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just been, I've been really working on being patient with myself. Um, the last few days have been better, a lot better. And I feel like this is kind of now like an uphill. I understand it's a cycle. You always have to go through the downs and then get back to the ups. But I feel like a pretty good up is on the way. Like I I feel like I'm starting to go up right now. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what comes. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
Okay, going to you. All right. So they, the party, they go up the mountain, up the mountains into Ulgo. I like to call it Ugoland, Ulgoland, Ulgoland, because it reminds me of Disneyland for some reason. <laughs> um, Paul explains her relationship with Belden to Sinisha because Sinisha had some issues with their interaction. Um, then uh, they get into another snowstorm. They're attacked by those creatures we saw a while back, the horse creatures and the dog ones, um, which is insane. But uh, Hetar, we get a good show from him as he defeats the stallion. And, and then Mandrellan, I thought it was, it was good to point out, we'll talk about later, it was his giggling mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> moments. Um, but that, yeah, that's kind of the sum of it for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's the chapter. Mm-hmm. It was good to see some action again. I'll say mm-hmm. the, the Vale of Aldor is very calming. Yes. Very uneventful. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it's interesting, like the, um, I know we'll get to it at the end of the show, but your prediction was like, spot on. It was great. Yes. I saw that too. <laughs> so yeah, so they're, they're heading on up to Progu, which is the like the city, the capital um, in Orgoland. And, you know, as they're riding along, Sinedra and Paul are riding together. She starts in on Belton, like, how can you stand him? He's so ugly. Right. Yeah, I really liked this whole conversation. I really loved Aunt Paul's um, explanations to Sinidra about their relationship. But she explains to him that, um, you know, he's always been like that. You just have to get to know him. And so she's, but Sinidra is just basing him off of the surface, surface level of observations from that one time. And Aunt Paul is very, I think she's very loving about the way she talks to her and just explains like, you know, well, this is how he hides his feelings and you don't just judge people based off of how they look, kind of talk. So I enjoyed that. I know there's more to it that you can probably point out as well. Well, I just, I mean, I just come across something that I wish that I'd put for my magic. Oh, yeah? Um, This part? Well, the part where Paul says that Uncle Belden he's really a very gentle soul um but he's been so shunned and and hurt and like just thrown away by his own people you know and when when Aldur found him he saw past the outside to the beauty of his mind and just like I wish that I'd picked that because that's I just remember that now you know it's because yeah. that's where the beauty, that's where beauty is. Right. In our minds. Right. I love like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's a good example. Like if anyone, you know, knows the experience of being someone who by appearances alone is very attractive, but their mind is not. That physical attraction quickly just it's gone. Yeah. It doesn't it does. matter how good looking. No. And that's, doesn't. that's, yeah. And then I like to Paul. um, at the end 
saying that that's why we take the trouble to in invent such elaborate insults, compliments with the hypocrisy. After all, he is very ugly. A <laughs> dog just opened the door. <laughs> that's shut. a clever dog. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. She does that. I don't know how she, she's just a strong, she doesn't even turn the handle. It just, she's just strong enough to go. Oh, good on her. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 and Garion has sort of seen them talking and knows it was important, doesn't know what it was about, but knows it was important. Um, so it's like, it's been touched on in previous chapters that Sinedra keeps watching Garion, but Garion is also pretty constantly watching her or aware of what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's clear that their attraction is blossoming. Clear. <laughs> um, yeah. So as they're riding, Silk sort of mentions, you know, maybe we better look out for Brill, which is like a, and he seems disappointed <laughs> that he hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite moments in this chapter. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I, I'm going to talk more about it in my, I think it's my magic actually, but. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. He is very like ready to fight Brill again. It seems like let's challenge have that challenge i'm ready yeah 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 but Ooh. then who is it mr wolf or who that says there's worse things to look out for oh worse things than murgos to look out for yes monsters there's monsters is what they call them if you remember the prologue they talked about mm -hmm. the monsters in yeah um, Earl taking the monsters so this land is their home like this is where all the okay. monsters are. Okay. I liked kind of like how he describes them going up the mountain too over each crest. Like as they move up and then they move up again and the weather slowly changes. And with each time it seems more threatening and more threatening. And finally when they get up to the snowstorm, you know, they get to the, they have their encounter. But mm. I just thought it was a good description because being a writer, I always had trouble describing stuff like that. So reading it from him, describing, I was like, that's a pretty good way to describe that. Oh, cool. Well, I, that's, that totally didn't stand out for me. I mean, I am feeling a bit wonky this afternoon. So um, I read it just as a, like, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to really, but I don't think right. I was. It's okay. It's not like a... <laughs> a standout thing so no but it's it, but, you I, know, just, I, I love that i love that different things stand out for you mm -hmm. yeah but it seems like the snowstorm is too strong and they have to get in between the trees to like block some of it and yeah so they decide to stop don't they yeah they stop and that's when they hear somebody hears is it garyan no dernick dernick hears it the howling in the wind. Um, and that's when they notice the frulgen. Is that how you say it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I don't know. These creatures are this creep. 
oh, crap out of me. Me too. I was, <laughs> I, I had a full on visual, like when the herd comes down to attack them and the, it's, it talks about the head beast, like rearing up on its, and yeah. with its claws. I'm like, it's so horrible in my head. It's just horrible. And it's wrong because I, I, I the image kind of goes, okay, it's got claws, but it's a horse. How does that work? And I get, like, it just gets really yucky. Yeah. Yeah. It is really weird. I wouldn't want to run into that. Like I was listening to MuggleCast earlier. This relates to, they have an episode of the scariest moments of Harry Potter because it's Halloween's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're pointing out some of that stuff. And like this would have to be in this series one of the scariest things because it's just that's a terrifying thing to so far if I ran into that yeah so far if I ran into one of those it'd probably be one of the things I wouldn't want to stand in quite off <laughs> probably not yeah, oh so yes so they all kind of huddle together and then it's who Beric Mandarellen and Hetar that yep. they go off to to fight them. Or well, them. they say to kill the stallion because he's a stallion, right? Well, yeah, because, so, because he's the leader. Well, Hetar is the strong one. Hetar says it seems the stallion seems to have more control over the herd than is normal for normal horses. So, right, he's like if, he's pretty sure that if you kill it, the rest of them will run away. So that's what his goal is, is to just go, go kill the stallion. Well, it's interesting. He, he goes with his horse and because him and his horse is so closely connected, he can sort of dance out of the way when the Hrulgan, you know, tries to um, lurch at them. And in the end, he leaps onto the Hrulgan and rides it like for a little bit like fists in his mane and it just it's wild like just totally wild a beast that's never had anything on its back before and and we find out later that he's he connected with it just for a moment and then like the madness he says the madness returned and i had to kill him yeah Um, and he just did it really quickly you know knifed the wherever was the swiftest way but it was dead instantly it is kind of an epic moment like a yeah visualize that him leaping from his horse onto that and actually gaining control of it yeah you know and and And, managing to kill it too and the whole thing like it's very it's very high fantasy like there's snow so white snow Mm -hmm. blood everywhere from the horse that you know very kind of i don't know yeah it was a good scene i i I mean it was sad even for a creature like that it's still kind of sad that you know he seems like he feels bad that he had to kill it and yep mm. and the other thing that barrett notices oh well so who notices well it doesn't say who notices but it says that as they're riding to attack the Hrulgan, 
a strange sound drifted back on the wind. So it must have been coming back towards Garion and, and Paul and Sinedra. And Major Allen yeah. was laughing. Oh, is that it? <laughs> I missed that. It says, it says, yeah, there's a paragraph here. After Mandarin blows his horn to kind of get the attention of the stallions so that they'll come, so that he'll sort of mm -hmm. come to the front and it'll be easier to get the stallion. Yeah. They plunge off towards mm -hmm. them. And, yeah, it says here, yeah, a strange sound drifted back on the wind as he thundered towards the advancing Hrolgan. Mandarin was laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. I didn't make the connection. Oh, it, and it's mentioned twice, actually. They, they defeat the Hrolga, and then they come back and they're... I think that's it for the night, because uh, Heta kind of gets a bit... sort of goes really internal with the experience that he's had with the stallion and killing the Hrolga, because he had that brief connection, I think. Yeah, and it also seems like the snow is getting too much. If they keep going, they're going to just sink right into it. Yeah, you know? so I think they stop so they... for the night. Mm -hmm. yes, it, they, it, yes, they stop for the night. And then the next day, they set out, but the snow's already like knee deep. So it's really deep snow. The horses are struggling. And they, they keep going. They see some tracks and Belgrath recognizes them as Algroth, which are the kind of the goat donkey creaturey things <laughs> that right. creeped us out last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Aunt, Aunt Paul is able to discern that there are eight of them exactly. Yeah. Eight of them. And that their lair is close by. So. They're going to defend the lair, so it's almost certain that they're going to come attack them because they're close to the lair. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think that th this is th that's that's probably a, uh, an important point. These people are riding into the creatures' home ranges, and so yeah, okay, they have to keep themselves safe, but they are going into the territory of these other creatures, not the other way right. around. Right. And they just uh, come in and, and murder all of them. <laughs> you know, like, and I know they're not going looking, like, they're not going hunting or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, my, they're sort of avoiding where they can, of course. I'm not sure what my point was. That maybe that it wasn't, you didn't like the fact that they were riding into their territory and killing them when well, it's their I territory? Think, I think. Hmm. Not sure. I just I don't know. Like and uh, you know, any animal will defend its home, and so oh, this is what it is. So they're almost certain to attack. And then Mandarin says, "We must seek them out. Then better to destroy them now on ground of our own choosing than be surprised in some ambush." Mm -hmm. So I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, but this is sort of a turns into it's like a bit of a running brotherly back and forth between Mandarin and Barak and Hetar. You know the 
Oh, he's back. He's definitely black. He's backsliding again. Barak observes to Hetar. Although Hetar agrees, probably right. So they're, you know, uh, you know, I'm not. I don't know. I feel weird. <laughs> oh. Are you okay to keep going? Yeah, I just can't. My my thoughts are kind of going in all directions. And okay. I can't, I, well, don't, I don't feel like I'm stringing a coherent sentence together. That's okay. We're almost to the end. And okay. all like, so what happens, you know, is they go, the three of them go off and basically kill them. These creatures, uh, Algroths and the others are waiting. Um, and this is the, the Hetar comes, they come back, Hetar says two of them got away. Um, and this is the moment where <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mandarellen you hear his giggling up front. Like everybody hears him giggling and Barrett gets offended. Barrett's <laughs> like, dude, you gotta stop that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I liked how Garion observed though, because he remembered back at the cave when Dernick told him to laugh at your fear. Yeah. And so that's actually, he's literally laughing in, in his fear. So, yeah. which is so Mandarin, really. It's so Mandarin, isn't it? <laughs> he just takes it so literal. Um, and so, um, Barak and Silk actually have an exchange about this. Barak says it's unnatural. That's why it bothers me. Um, but Silk is like, I think you're making too much of it. It's actually rather refreshing, you know. <laughs> And I think he's being sarcastic, but I also think he means that too at the same yeah. time. I, mean, I think he, I think you're right. I think he means, oh, it's kind of refreshing. And then he gets, then he has to throw the sarcasm in because you know you can't be serious because it's silk. Um, you know, it's like a, a an arend with a sense of humour. It's kind of like a talking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so we end the chapter basically with. Mm. that that little exchange between those two and yeah you know nice light <sighs> ending to this chapter <laughs> okay had a little bit of action we know you'd like a bit of action in your stories yeah it was good i really liked hetar hetar i could um i think i've grown a little bit closer to him after this chapter <laughs> what is it that you feel about him now I actually, well, I can see the truth of like what kind of a warrior, I guess a warrior, a knight or whatever he is. Um, just, I guess, just respect for the fact that he can. And he does have a respect for creatures, you know, because mm -hmm. of his connection to horses specifically. But I think that gives him a deep found respect for all creatures because mm -hmm. he understands, you know. Yeah. Just seeing him being able to still take care of it to save his friends because he needed to, you know. Yeah. Okay, how are the puppies? They found a, a broken balloon and they're both chewing on it. Oh, that's not good. You'll have balloon poop. Right. I found crayon poop like crazy out there sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I tell them, you got to stop leaving your crayons. Put them up high. <laughs> you know but luna she goes digging for stuff so she probably finds it buried somewhere 
puppy retriever puppy um but yeah so magic magic yes so my magic is the way hetar connects with the hrogan stallion's mind and all its savagery and then he know knowing that the beast will continue attacking if he releases it he kills it um And so for all that I was carrying on before, who knows what the fuck I was carrying on about before. I'm a little bit out of it. Sorry, guys. Um, you know, it just feels like a metaphor for how we connect to our darkness and then let it go, you know, but with yeah. awareness and gratitude for having had the chance to touch it intimately. <laughs> I feel like we just had that conversation. <laughs> we kind of did, but in a different context. <laughs> Not very. <laughs> I think I, I guess I brought it up in my cup. Yeah. But, but yeah, so you were right there already when you wrote this up. There we go. Know. We're just all kinds of synchronistic chicky. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Uh I mine I picked, and this might just be me, but when silk makes I I thought it was a blatant observation that silk has to point out so I th- it's time to see Brill again. We haven't seen him for a while, so he should be showing up, right? Like, and he actually says this in his dialogue. It's like, he's actually saying this out loud. To me, I laughed because to me, I felt like the author himself, David Eddings, was using Silk to point it out an obvious thing that the readers are probably wondering. Like, well, it's been a while since we've seen Brill. Is he going to come back anytime soon? You know, and have Silk like just actually say that. I've seen authors do that before Mm -hmm. that it's like it's okay if you have the plot hole as long as you're blatantly obvious that you're aware the plot hole is there but if you don't know it's there then you got to fix that it felt like magic to me because to me I felt David Eddings was purposely making Silk say that it's kind of like the you know turning around looking at the camera you know the character turning around looking at the camera (laughs) breaking that breaking that fourth wall of the story yeah fourth right. wall i don't know whatever it is uh, there's a term for it yeah i'm not sure what it's called but that was mine yeah okay oh real life relating mine is mm-hmm. when gary and at this is a point in the story where where when they when the warriors go off to attack the algroths Garion pulls in front of Sinedra and Pol. When the other, oh no, when the when the others are fighting the Hrilgan or the Algros, doesn't matter. One of those times, <laughs> um, and you know, gets his sword out and sort of sends it from them, even yeah. though he knows it's probably just for show. Right. And that. I've done this with just about every underdog I've ever known. Come across. <laughs> you got a problem? Here, I can fix that. Even if I have to learn an entirely new and very complicated thing, I will fix that for you. Dump myself right in the shit while I'm doing it. But never you mind. You will be fixed. Yeah. I just... That's, that's, that's what that brought up for me. <laughs> I don't do it so much anymore. I'm a bit more circumspect. <laughs> it reminds me of this show on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House. The husband was um, always telling, I can fix that. No, I can fix this. I can fix. And it was like, that was his character's theme is I can fix this. 
you know. Ah, well, I was, I didn't watch, I didn't watch it because I'm not allowed to watch scary things. Um, and do you, have you watched the new? Have you watched the new series? Which the one? Haunting of Bly Manor. Yes. Have you watched it? I haven't, but Hanukkah said it was really good. It is, and it's really not scary. I'll tell you, I get scared easily, but this. They're the same writers that wrote The Haunting of Hill House. Hill well, House was a little bit scarier. It was a little bit scarier. Bly Manor, I'd say there was like five moments where I'm through the all nine episodes where I kind of had to be like, hmm. But then it turned out to be like, eh, that wasn't really. The beauty of it is the deep emotions. And I'll tell you, it was part of my accepting my own darkness to watch that show. Oh, it went wonderful. to some places that I was just sitting there like, oh my God. And then at the end, the beauty of the ending. I mean, it's so beautiful. I cried for like an hour after I watched the end of that because oh, honey, it was just a story that you're like, oh my god, and then you just I could still cry again thinking about. It. I want to watch it over again now because oh. it was just so powerful. But it was the most beautiful, even though it's kind of sad at the end. It was really beautiful. It was just oh, like, okay. Well, I might maybe I'll watch just it. maybe not right before bed, but yeah. I watched it in the daytime and. To me, I resonated with the emotional journey so much. The slight little bits of like horror they might have thrown in that I would say are barely even classified as horror. Okay. Like didn't even stick with me. I just, the okay. beauty of it was so deep that the little scary moments didn't even matter. Oh, okay. I'll have like, to think about it. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So good. So good. What's your okay. personal, what's your real um, life relating? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I already mentioned this, but I liked Aunt Pole explaining to Sinidra about not judging people on their appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I've been practicing in, in my life as much as I can, because I used to be, I think we all are when we're younger, that person to judge on appearances quickly. But yeah, just understanding that's not, usually that's not the truth. <laughs> you know, there's usually something else there. You just have to look beyond it. So yeah. And I think it it carries far beyond our youth, whether we acknowledge it it or not. There's a, it's kind of built into us by that stage, isn't it? It's always there, but we have the awareness then, or the mm, the the makeup to go to pull ourselves up, and kind of examine that initial judgment that we have. Lurking, I'm working a lot on judgment of self. So, what I'm yeah. it's really interesting. What I'm finding is it, judgment of self is like a web that goes through absolutely everything, absolutely every part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like the judgment mm-hmm. that, you know, the criticism I have for that person for that thing is me is i am criticizing mm-hmm. me for the exact same fucking thing yeah in every instance without fail and it's just a it's really big huge it's big huge it's big huge <laughs> my hands are on fire i'm having a moment yeah well it's like that for everybody everybody has the same thing whatever you know they are judging someone else for it's because it's in them too and it's one of the hardest things to accept i just have to take my poncho off my right hang on 
Okay. Look at me, I'm all, I'm having a supercharge. Yeah. Maybe it's purging out of you now. Maybe it's menopause. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's definitely something. Well, yeah. it's the weirdest sense. I'd like, like my face feels like it's on fire. My hands feel like there are flames like shooting out of them. Wow. Anyway. Well, we're almost done. And if you need to like go jump in the lake, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so out of it this episode. I hope no, that's a okay. decent episode by the time we finish. It's still good. Still good. <sighs> okay. Now we're on to Prophecy Speaks. Okie dokie. to go, or do you want to? Um, is this still the question I want to ask? Yes. Okay, you go. The question I want to ask is, how do I best continue with the Excel project that I'm working on and maintain healthy boundaries? Okay. The book I'm using is The Garden Where the Brass Band Played. It's by Simon Bestike. It's a translation of a classic Dutch novel. And I haven't read it, but I want to. <sighs> How do I best continue with the Excel project and maintain healthy boundaries? I took my fourth year exams before the summer and in the holidays I went for a trip through Germany with my father and Chris. Our original plan was to go to the Bavarian Alps, but the other two didn't get as far as that. Their German blood seemed to flow so thick in their veins that they preferred to stay in the centre of the country where the Rieske family came from, from Halberstadt to be exact. I hadn't known a moment's boredom all the time I was with them. But when I had the snow-covered mountains to myself, I began to wonder whether those friendly feelings towards two fellow creatures with whom I had so little in common mightn't be a sign of blunted sensitivity, of insidiously pervading conformism. Oh, I stood with a troubled conscience, gazing at the Alps, a glistening invitation to places further south that didn't attract me. But what did I really want? What should I do? There I was, one of the 10,000 of my sort in Holland, young and unattached and ardent, for whom the brothel was a despised indignity and the eternal snows no more than a postcard decoration. Probably a week of dangerous mountain climbing would have cured me temporarily of this discontent, but I didn't risk it. I took the train back to Holland. Okay, this is... I love, it's, it's a very lovely answer. It's very mm -hmm. elegant. Yep. Um, 
feel like the project is the Risker family. And I'm not, and I haven't known a moment's boredom while I'm with the project. It's all been very exciting. But when I'm left to myself, I have to wonder how I'm blunting myself to the things that are important to me to do. Right. How do I best continue with the project and maintain healthy boundaries? I need to just get it done and then get back to my work. A week of dangerous mountain climbing will cure me of this discontent. Mm -hmm. Then I can go back to Holland. Right. Back to non-conformity, which yes, conformity of, of doing <laughs> something like that is, you know, it has to be in boxes. Very, it's very much so. It's like, it's very um, applicable, isn't it? Yeah, I picked up. I picked up on that conformity thing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I zoned in on. Because <laughs> I know the feeling, like when I did VA work, <clears throat> feeling very just like I'm here and I can't really. I don't yeah. feel the breathing room I want. I mean, it's very creative work, but it's not the kind of work. I don't know. Well, I think, I think it's maybe not the kind of work it is, but maybe that you're working for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you're, get to. Yeah. You want to be your own boss, your own. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So yeah, you, you can finish the project. Yeah. It was not, it was not long-term anyways. No. And, and it's almost done. I think that, I think that I'm puffing it out. Like I'm, I'm making it bigger than it needs to, than it actually is. <clears throat> I'm nearly done with it. I think there's, it's, it's very, oh, that's interesting. Actually having read that, I can see that it is possible to just right. spend a week, get it done and then get yeah. back to my own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just going to say the same. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was starting to feel like, oh, no, what have I plonked myself into? It's going to go forever. And I'm never going to get it finished and blah. Mm -hmm. Well, now you know. Mm -hmm. Did you just have something recently that was telling you on the, on the podcast, too, telling you to just do your writing? Just write the stories already? Probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I get that message fairly frequently. <laughs> because I keep doing shit like this. <laughs> right yeah well that's good you're almost done and you can wrap it up faster than you thought okay go on <laughs> mine is what can i do to create a more peaceful living situation for myself um i'm using the handmaid's tale by margaret atwood <laughs> oh, Cheeky, cheeky woman. I love you. <laughs> what can I do to create a more peaceful living situation for myself? Ooh, I got the beginning of a chapter. Mm -hmm. um, 
I go back along the dimmed hall and up the muffled stairs stealthily to my room. There I sit in the chair with the lights off in my red dress, hooked and unbuttoned. You can think clearly only with your clothes on. What I need is perspective. The illusion of depth created by a frame, the arrangement of shapes on a flat surface. Perspective is necessary. Otherwise, there are only two dimensions. Otherwise, you live with your face squashed against a wall, everything a huge foreground of details, close up hairs, the weave of the bed sheet, the molecules of the face, your own skin like a map, a diagram of futility crisscrossed with tiny roads that lead nowhere. Otherwise, you live in the moment, which is not where I want to be. But that's where I am. There's no escaping it. Time's a trap. I'm caught in it. I must forget about my secret name and always back. My name is offered now, and here is where I live. Live in the present, make the most of it. It's all you've got. Okay. Um, it, it's very intriguing that she's talking about the present moment of all things. <laughs> That's always what I'm talking about. Um, what can you do to create a more peaceful living situation for yourself? Yeah be in the present moment. Um, yeah, just stop allowing illusions, I guess. For me, illusions is like the stories my mind tries to tell me that aren't true. And um, just be present with what is. Because I know through presence, um, the things that you see as obstacles will dissolve themselves. Don't, it doesn't really require action. If you truly can accept, accept and be in the moment. That's what I got. I haven't, I haven't truly accepted, I'll admit that at all. I haven't truly accepted this is where I am. I'm kind of still like always like, no, I'm gonna be here and I'm kind of always looking up there of <laughs> like, no, I have to do this and this and this to be here and instead of here. And so I guess finding a way to really get present. Okay. Sounds like it to me. How does that feel? Well, it's kind of like, duh. I mean, I could have told myself that. <laughs> But it makes sense. It makes sense. I disappointed. No. I know. I already know. Um, the present moment stuff. I know that. Like every day, I tell them when I start to feel those feelings. I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to be. I want to be somewhere else. Or I don't want to be here. And I'm always just like, no, you got to be present. And I always tell myself this, but it's easier to tell yourself than actually do it. Sorry, my dog is doing that so I guess it's just reinforcement right there like no you, you're doing you just actually need to be there be presence instead of telling yourself you're gonna be it just be it mm. okay
prediction for the next chapter? Ooh. Well, we were going to say how right on I was about last chapter. Yeah, yeah. So we will get last week, Alicia's prediction last week was we will get to see some action, tick, or maybe a confrontation, tick, <laughs> a clue as to who this addition to the party might be, bah, bah. Yeah. they will leave the veil, tick. So mm-hmm. nice work, Alicia. Yeah. I smiled at myself when I when I <laughs> saw that. Um, okay, next chapter I'm predicting they will arrive at Prolgu and meet the additional member of their party. Um, we'll get to see the I don't know if I'm terming this right, but we'll get to see the Olgos mm-hmm. up close and mm-hmm. because there was a mention of how different they are, so I'd be curious okay. to see them. And Gary and we'll get to experience them from Garen's point of view, which might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Okay. So hashtag giggle fighting. I love it. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> oh, so the hashtag for this week, darling listeners, is giggle fighting. Mm-hmm. And you can use it when you come over onto Patreon and talk to us. If you are not a patron at the moment, but a listener of the show, you can come over to Patreon and comment in the posts that I put there. We're putting them there every week, just like I did on the public Facebook page. And you can come in there and comment on all the public posts. So come on over, use the hashtag giggafighting just for fun. Um, and we'll see you there. And patrons, if you want to have some private conversation on Patreon about the episodes this week, use the before the show post and you can talk about before the show stuff. But, you know, at the same time, if you just want to talk about the episode in general, yep. hop in there. Nice. And there has been a little bit of engagement, which was very mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, I agree. I put up, uh, so I put a post in there, like a weekly patron chat post, which I'll keep doing just in case you guys want to have a chat about stuff that's not episode related yeah. or before the show related. So you can have like little personal chit chats in there with us and the other patrons. So keep an eye out for those. Yes. Did you have that anything? Is where... you... Sorry, darling, what'd you say? That is where you can talk with us and where we'll be and... We'd love to see you guys post there. Makes us excited every time. So it does. <laughs> yes. I get very I get very giggly. My earrings mm-hmm. stuck. Oh. Ouch. Hang on, I have to fix it. It bothers me. It's okay. My dog is like free. Okay. I call her I call her a wackadoodle. She's <laughs> in her wackadoodle. Her wackadoodle mode right now. Okay. Just, All right. Well let me Hey. No, she just finds whatever she can and just starts oh. throwing it around. Throw it. I'll catch it. Oh, okay. It's loud. And then this one gets mad at her and yells. Okay. I don't like that. What flower gets mad? The little one. Mm-hmm. She does. Okay. Well, I'll finish off and then we'll be done. Yep. Um, thank you so much, listeners, for sticking around with us till the end of the show. We are at the end of the show. And... Um, 
don't know. I've been totally out of it. I've been totally out of it this episode and I'm I'm still kind of out of it. So uh, I had no idea what I said. I'll have to listen to it tomorrow when I edit. Um, but then when I, I'll post the episode on Patreon and if you're on our... Look, I can't even say the things. It's in front of me. Just read it, Sandra. Okay. You'll find all the extended show notes and links to all the things on our website, belgariatandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. Head over there and check it out and sign up to our mailing list while you are there because that way you won't miss out on anything. Uh, you can leave a voice message for us. There'll be a link in the show notes. And um, we're still on Facebook and not really on Instagram. It's been no activity on Instagram anymore, but we're still on Facebook at the moment, at Belgariad and beyond, just while we continue to transition over to Patreon. Patreon is for all of you, all of you. You don't have to be paying to come over. I'll just say it again. You don't have to be paying Patreon to come over and engage in the public posts on our Patreon feed. It's just like a special Belgariad and beyond social network just for us. Um, and you can always... Um, email us at belgariadandbeyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments thank you so much we're so grateful to you all and yeah. especially to our patrons because this show is an indie production and the best way that you can show your support for the show is to become a patron and you can get access to bonus episodes of before the show and full uncut video episodes where you get to see all of our carrying on facial expressions and puppy dogs yep. and um, you can find out more at patreon.com slash Garrett and beyond and there'll be a link in the show notes for that as well thank you did awesome <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you guys next week or we'll talk to you or we'll, we'll be here for you to listen to mm. next week <laughs>